First of all, don't tell me what to do. But I am the head of the table, the tribal chief. Ding dong. Ding dong. Hello? Yes, rise and praise live and direct from the 16. Ooh, it's who you know in the studio. Hacker Hameen ready to blow infidels. And that's right, Stan Devens can't be stopped here as we break down all the news and rumors to close out the week on another banger after banger. No shorty G's here, just OG's on the Friday Locker Room, Hami Media Group, channelattitude.com. YOLO! <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, what's good, guys? I almost was like, hey, I, I'm not even going to lie. Not forgot to do this show, but it's just so packed over here with cannabis today and got back here in the saddle. I was like, oh, my day's almost done. Nope, didn't do the Friday locker room, asshole. So <laughs> live and direct transmission from the missile silo going out. Ben Hameen YouTube channel, twitch.tv slash Hameen Media. And as always, channelattitude.com exclusive. Appreciate you guys subscribing there. Only $4.95 a month for that HMG product, man. Uh, and got to punch in a punch out because it's the queen's birthday. So I got to go out and do that. I may even be a little bit uh, late for the SmackDown Live self-help. Or right about on time, regardless. But uh, we'll make it happen and make it work either way. I was just on a conference call with uh, Jeff Lane and Vince Russo and... Uh, all the tech people who make channel attitude possible. I know they're doing some upgrades, so hopefully everything will be straightened out uh, for you guys. So keep an eye on uh, making sure you're getting all, all that you're paying for over there on the HMG side. Let us know if you're not uh, so we can take care of you. Uh, but thank you so much, you guys, for subscribing, keeping the lights on here. And uh, we got plenty of headlines, I think, to get through today. I uh, sent the link out uh to the Striz and uh, Timmy B, but uh, it was, like I said, last minute. So we'll see if there's any run-ins. If not, uh, I see the chat room filling up here with the HMG Hominians, and uh, they'll probably be partying tonight on twitch.tv slash Media as we pump up the jam for Friday night. Yeah, Bearcats up, you guys, and we'll have a good time hanging out live. So hope everything is uh, going great in your world out there and you had a Another week of putting in that grind and uh, maybe uh, seeing some results, making sure you're getting all your get your nuts stored for winter because uh, winter is coming. I, I had heard <laughs> somewhere, um, but y'all, yeah, uh, man, a uh, quick uh, shout out to all my friends in uh, romper room. Uh, first, the chat room, uh, number 59 face slap, Paul, the shooters in the house, Syria Q specialist. Frank's pickle barrel ass always uh, here hanging and banging. Pretty tired. I'm I'm with you there, brother. There's no doubt about it. Revamp Wrestling 2K and Bobo, my my man from the lodge, holding it down as above, so below. Checking in. Javi Uchiha Uchi Bang Bang is in the house too. All great participators over there in the Hameen Media. Whoa. On Facebook, you guys, uh, if you haven't joined that, I don't know uh, why not, uh, because it's a good time everywhere with the meme culture and weekend sports and uh, usually news that's the most vetted. 
uh, that that we've seen. I mean, William Alicia and everybody else kicking ass over there, putting out uh, great clips uh, and usually ahead of the curve like we always are. But we'll stay in the shadows because that's uh, what we do. We're the shadow government <laughs> of the wrestling uh, mafia, I guess, over here. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm glad to be here right now because I, I was uh, not feeling myself today. I went to go uh, do a little plumbing work, which is not my specialty. And uh, it's simple stuff, just removing faucets and capping valves. But I was having a, a leak issue, and I didn't want to you know, do anything too crazy without – a plumber over my shoulder uh, guide me where to go. So I kind of had a project that I started and had to put it all back together to make sure <laughs> it was, it wasn't going to blow up in my face, but uh, I thought I could handle it. But uh, one of those days just got to tackle it when I get back. So a little frustrated and this is a nice escape, but uh, everything's been moving so quickly with uh, in the cannabis with Ravens joint dispensary and uh, just trying to knock off one big project uh, at a time as I can. But sometimes the home improvement things, you, you don't want to go in if you're not really ready to, to roll up your sleeves and have the time to do it. So that's how it goes. Uh, you gotta, gotta go with the pros, man. But uh, the lone nutcase 82 out of the gate with huge bits uh 1100 bits man i appreciate that man if you're over there alone nutcase alone on uh twitch.tv slash homie media see you're on twitch uh, a lot of people kicking it on youtube as well if you can't see the chat and you wanted to hang out over there but i appreciate those bits as we'll apply it to all the expense costs here at hmg but i guess enough biz talk man i just just uh i'm excited about the future you can almost see the starting line and to cross things off my to-do list or our to-do list uh, is uh, is pretty cool every week, man, and just keep moving it forward until we can finally have a grand opening and make some big announcements about some celebrity sightings and things along those lines. So uh, the future is pretty cool right now, and I'm excited to get away this weekend. Uh, Dogs of War will be on perimeter check with referee sideburns, and uh, you might see me on safari at Disney World, uh, Animal Kingdom. So, you know, it's hunting season. Time to take down one of these giraffes. Oh, but, uh, yeah, man, uh, everything else has been pretty good uh, with uh, Russo brand. I guess people enjoyed Master Shoot Theater. I felt I got a little lost in my improv. And last night at UWE, I had a really good time improvising with my students just to watch their progress. And sometimes they'll still get frustrated or get it wrong like we always will. And uh, I try not to step on them too hard, but uh, sometimes you got to play that Arlie Ermy, Rip Rogers drill sergeant <laughs> to, to get your point across, you know, and uh, I'm trying to be better with that. But sometimes it needs to happen to, to ingrain it in, into your mind, you know, and you should be able to have a little bit of thick skin. Otherwise, this ain't the biz for you, Briz. And uh, it was good. They're really working hard on uh, all of their timing and, and spots and, and basics and fundamentals. And then you see it start to come together. Uh, it's nice. It's nice to see the, them go from uh, babies shitting in their own pants and crawling on the floor to actually being able to walk now. So uh, they're doing good and it was fun improvising with them. And we had a good time last night. So creatively, I feel pretty fulfilled cough button. But y'all, uh, man, uh, they're all are pursuing their dreams and their passion, and I'm glad we can uh, have that shared experience together. That's a nice little, uh, you know, uh, be coming up on a year that I started uh, with Craig Palmer uh, at, at Upstate Wrestling Entertainment, and uh, it's been been a good time, man, no doubt about it. So 
But we got a big show coming up next weekend, Immortal Championship Wrestling. Uh, Heath Slater claims he's got kids. I've got 432 kids, so however many kids he's got, don't impress me. Uh, but it'll be a big show, man. Heath Slater's in the house in Westmoreland, or as I call it, Middle Eastmoreland. Um, be a, a you know banger after banger, all uh, titles. George Joel from AEW going to be on the show as well uh, a great worker there and uh all the all the immortal superstars especially blaze haram and ben hameen that's all you really need to know man so <laughs> me and blazini about to tear it down i'm excited blaze working on a new uh hip-hop cd i think this is his third album um so i'm, I'm gonna do some stuff for blaze on that some shout out stuff so Excited to see what he produces next. That that Wu Tang banger after banger track. Wu Tang again, uh, yeah, again and again. Uh, and Blaze is killing it. I saw that yesterday, where it was the 30th anniversary on Wednesday of uh, Wu Tang 36 Chambers. Man, I mean, an album that shaped my <laughs> my youth. Uh, you know, rocking a gold tooth, low goose. Only way I was getting the G off was drug loot um you know but that i remember the first time i heard 36 chambers playing uh basketball at my man hat's house uh and being 16 years old and it was it was a rap after that dude <laughs> like got me and what else came out that week was midnight marauders and then snoop dogs uh doggy style all within a month of each other within a month that was uh that was crazy. That was crazy. So in hip hop culture, man. And uh, I'm so, we're so lucky if you came from that. And then Biggie Smalls wasn't far after that with Ready to Die. So uh, unbelievable music in that six month era that would shape the next 30 years of pop culture and taste, man. It's just awesome. So, but uh, again, uh, it's 11 9, and I get it that that was when their album came out. So you want to give them, they made it Wu Tang Day, which I'm pumped in New York. They put the Wu symbol and lit up this Empire State Building Wu Tang. I mean, that doesn't get any more badass than that of how you've Im impacted the world, right? And uh, shout out to all those guys for being just uh, highest level creatives of street poets to turn it into a mega brand a global phenomenon and bring people together across borders one of the few groups in hip-hop that can ever claim to have done that on a wrestling wwe level so uh so cool to see that but then the marketing guy in me gets pissed off like well, would you do it on 11 9 i wouldn't make wu-tang day that i would have made it march 6 3 6 for 36 chambers but you know <laughs> <laughs> I get that it's on the date of the album, but Wu-Tang Day should be 3-6. Just like uh, May the 4th Be With You and all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, Wu-Tang should be 36. So, but whatever. Um, yeah, man, all the way around. This popped me in the chat. Usually, it would never suffer. This douchebag, but uh, may. Uh, Billy Body claims WWE contacted, contacted him about a job uh yeah i'm sure i'm sure they do i'm sure they're reaching out they really want him <laughs> uh i want him to job in philly uh you know but uh i even saw a funny post where you know i didn't have time to even really put it over but uh saying somebody was calling him out and saying he said that none of the dirt sheet writers wouldn't be uh have the balls enough to fight him in the ring <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he's been ducking me ever since, uh, uh, you know, the challenge was issued and he wants to be the big heel, but cock betting and all that got fucking banned again, I guess. Shocker. 
But, uh, you know, whoever wants it, man, Philly's coming up. Get it booked. You could be the real main event of WrestleMania weekend. Uh, you think uh, I'm two and one. I, I, I could go three and one. I, if I just have to knock them all out early, if you, if you put up body, then Shepard and then sap, not that I have, he was sap, but he seems like he wants to throw hands and let's just sell some tickets. <laughs> uh, but uh, they're all bitch made pussies at the end of the day. And they would never, never put their money where their mouth is, man. So that's a, <laughs> they, they said, uh, Sap's getting MMA training. That's hilarious. Good for him. Uh, good train hard, you know, I'm sure if they want to, uh, I can find us a show to get on and uh, make some money and, and steal the WrestleMania 40 weekend buzz, which is all they really want. So, and I'm here to get paid and hang them up. <laughs> Y'all, uh, let's get to the headlines of punch in and punch out real quick because uh, these pussies ain't going to throw a punch. Uh, update on the rumors surrounding CM Punk potentially returning to either WWE or AEW. As previously noted, CM Punk wanted to make his return, uh, but the company turned him down, and he's not expected to be back for now. That's WWE. In regards to a claim that Punk was recently scheduled for a call with a few WWE board members, Meltzer Seltzer noted, the story's not accurate, shocker. Meltzer said the following. Let me let me say before I even read this, he'll probably say it was and wasn't. Uh, those in creative have not been told of anything involving him, and those would normally be in the know about these things, including on big surprises like Cody Rhodes stuff before anyone else, don't know anything. That doesn't mean he's not coming, just that the backstories regarding his coming aren't accurate. Yeah, so you don't know shit. And uh, what does that say in layman's terms? The... <laughs> the creative team with inside the creative team is kayfabing the outer creative team because they don't want any leaks and the core who claim to not be in control that are still in control are probably the ones talking to him on a conference call to come in and they don't want it to leak out because then they have to deal with seth or whoever else throwing a tantrum that way about it instead of trying to develop something so the inner creative team has probably got the plan in place and the silence is so deafening that that should probably give it away because otherwise they would just say no we're not doing nothing and, and go forward with the plans but then again this is a Meltzer report so it, it never has any legs anyway because it's either yes he does or no he doesn't in the same sentence so you don't have to actually choose a side but I think it'll be uh crazy if you it'll be someone even call it Meechin. If you were in Chicago and all the buzz is there and all the heat of jumping ship to AEW and pulling their top guy and you don't have them show up, that Chicago crowd is going to be not hot for the show, hot at you. Turn the channel heat, even the live crowd of we're about to get a moment of is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? When's the music going to hit? And if you don't do it, wow, what a miss that will be. That's some sad trombone shit at the end of the day, right? So, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. What do you guys think in the chat room? Is Punk going to show up? Uh, and is the creative team and producers getting kayfabed? And the fact that they're not hearing anything to me in my wrestling mafia mind means that it is happening and that there's an inner circle that's actually uh, dealing with it. But uh, Pretty Tired says he's going to be at Survivor Series, y'all. Uh, so, that's cool. Uh, have a good time there, man. And, uh, they, they will be, they'll be, uh, 
pissed you know uh frank says you can always have the miz come out as punk well the miz baby face i guess now after what they've been doing with him or trying to you could uh dark side caster says he wants to believe that the miz is going to show up and sean Paul just hopes there's a larry the dog uh you know cameo that's all we're all in it for uh but y'all uh man and cold-blooded uh is in the house says i just can't ever see it happening too many enemies uh yeah got a lot of enemies trying to drain me of my energy trying to take away from cm but uh hey man controversy creates cash and if you're really trying to smash on aew and tk and you're in this guy's hometown you want to let him pipe bomb or you just want to have him run in and do something i don't know i would have him i would do action have him run in and not cut the big promo there go off and then on raw on monday that's when you have them pipe bomb it up, you know? So interesting. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out for Phil. I'm sure uh, his bank account will not suffer. And uh, the fine people at Mindy's Muffins will be back on top. One thing I didn't have up in the sheets here that I did see is that uh, I didn't really want to put it over, you know, because they're, they're friends of ours. Uh, you know, worked a lot in 2CW with um, – butcher and blade and but well not butcher but blade and bunny aka uh pepper parks and ch -ch 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 cherry bomb and i saw cherry uh open her own only fans now i don't know how scantily rated whatever it goes a i don't like talking about my buddy's wives like that you know what i mean and she's a cool chick anyway and she's been in this mafia so she understands it all uh but then to see her part ways uh and and after kind of being in the original cast of getting in aew and then i saw butcher and blade also have uh have part of ways with aew so i don't know if that's like tony going not letting their contract renew or what have you but uh i think this is a team you know right out of the gate butcher and blade had money written on them and they just took loss after loss after loss and then kind of went away to the B shows and, and internet shows and bunny, I know got hurt, but, uh, it came back, but she was doing the sex appeal stuff can work. I, you know, she worked matches in two CW. One of her, the, the best intergender matches I ever saw was between her and my man, uh, uh, weapon of mass destruction. Uh, <laughs> my guy, Bill Oler out there, man. So it's, um, it's weird of where people are going now. I hate to say this because I don't even want to really even say it, but you know, maybe they're they want to do the sex sells things together, and that's fine if that's what they're doing. Want to do adult entertainment? It seems to be the way of how things are going in the future to to make money off it. However, I worry about most of my friends in this business who are married because wrestling marriages are rocky enough when you're marrying another carny man, and then you mix some of this stuff in here. And that's uh, a powder keg in my mind, but I could be wrong and they could be on the same page. I'm not saying they are or aren't, um, but interesting and to see where they're going to go. Will they end up in impact in this new Scott Demore saying we're going to shake things up and da, 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 da. maybe he offered them a top spot where they're going to shine a lot more. You know what I mean? And have to do less. I'm not sure. I was really proud of them when they did the Buffalo kids stuff with, um, west side gun in buffalo and they were in galleria mall and local celebrities i thought they could have really parlayed that buffalo kids thing 
into a lot with the Buffalo Bills or with the Sabres and, and really became, not that they're not, not that Pepper and Cherry aren't, but like real hardcore Buffalo celebrities. And then Butcher's been over in a band that's, you know, pretty world-renowned in what they do hard rock-wise, I guess. Um, so I hope it all works out for everybody there and that they have a plan going forward. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they're going to be doing indie bookings and to be back in the locker room with them again would be cool. Uh, but uh, like I say, all that is speculation in my mind of, oh, man, I, I hope things are on the right track for them and that they're all on the same page is all. Uh, and to me, that's a tag team that had a ton of money written on them and her is the valet. And they ne- and, and Tony never used them right. They were special. Those that was a tag team that kind of formed and was special as an AEW or an original thing. And we really didn't get behind it how we should have. And those guys could have really been on top because I've seen Pepper work singles, tags, every other thing. He knows how to get over, and he looks like a million bucks. And nobody looks like an old school villain like Butcher does. So. I think we missed with Butcher and Blade, and uh, that's just too bad that you had four years to really try and get them over, and we didn't. You know, I, I thought I thought there was money there. I, I can I can see money uh, on talent. That's one of my I, I pride myself on that. And those guys had money written on them. We'll see though. We'll see if maybe I got to believe they'll go to Impact, and I, we'll see if Scott Demore's got a better creative plan for them. Why not? You know. Give it a shot. Uh, talked about this uh, with uh, Stevie and Vince on the Raw SmackDown review, but here's an update on Ricochet's condition after the finish of the Fatal 4-Way match uh, from WWE Raw after that was botched. I don't even know if it was the Fatal 4-Way botch like on a finish or anything. It was that, yeah, that Hurricanrana springboard thing that he did. It looked cool, but he landed on the back of his head and inside his skull, his brain smashed against it. So um he said uh, Meltzer Seltzer says about that about they says he had no memory of anything that happened in the match but other than that he was said to be feeling fine he's in concussion protocol there's no time frame when he'll be able to wrestle again it could be this weekend it could be a long time <laughs> it could be this weekend could been could be a long time well way to fucking pick one dick uh but the hope was it wouldn't be long um you know this guy's just trying to do unbelievable stuff with his athleticism i thought that was cool but it, like it's not something we train you know like this springboard catch me defy gravity video game shit and when it goes when you're oiled up and slicked up uh half an inch can mean the difference between being paralyzed or fucking not you know and uh i just say to myself and even after that, Ricochet got heat back. He's a baby face and like he's wearing pink during cancer month and we just don't know who he is. And the guy's so talented in ring, but how do we connect to him? That's the biggest problem. And in between, he's doing crazy moves, hoping you connect to him and he's concussing himself, you know? So, um, could be next week. Could be a long time. Who knows? uh thanks dave um but yeah man uh this guy's had a job for a long time and is a special talent it's just like how do you really get him over or do you put him into comedy to endear him and then bring him back around that really hasn't worked too well i mean it, it's helped uh shorty g chad gable get uh, a cool little run against gunther but now he's kind of marginalized again too so 
I know they're looking at Osprey. That's what uh, the is in the chat here. Uh, pretty tired. Says at least Osprey can cut a promo. Maybe Ricochet and Osprey need to be that. You know, maybe they need each other there, and maybe that's what he needs. I don't know. Uh, I really don't. But uh, I know this guy takes a lot, a lot of risks, man. And uh, you smash your brain against the inside of your skull. It's never a good thing. So. Uh, hope he hope he's doing all right. And uh, but when you go, I don't remember it. Yeah, you know, I believe <laughs> I believe you don't remember it. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'm going to say that one because I'm going to cut a big promo on that. Um, Jim Ross looks like he's going to take a break from AEW TV and comments on his future. He says I'm going to take some time off starting this week. I'm not going to be in Oakland, but my doctor believes that if I take a few weeks off, and I'm not sure how many, we'll see. It's got to heal that. Time off an airplane for a few weeks will be good for my leg to heal. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a few weeks off and I'm not going to be on TV for a while until I can navigate the waters a little bit and get in that deep water. Um, yeah, man, obviously going up 30,000 feet is going to have an adverse effect on any anybody's body without having major surgery or cancer and skin cancer. And you, you want to let your body uh, not be in shock and heal that way. And uh, it's not that we don't miss Jim Ross. He, he's got a free pass to show up on anybody's show and sit down at a booth anytime he wants to. Right. But um, I got to say, I think Taz is absolutely killing it. Uh, he, he pops me so many times, um, you know, and uh, Shivani does a good job too. And even Excalibur has been less intrusive. I think in the last couple weeks and months that they've gelled as a team together and, um, uh, but, but Taz always, always gets the win, <laughs> uh, you know, on the commentary team. So, uh, I talked on like the fuse. I wish, um, uh, I wish that Shivani would have picked a character in the Tony storm thing that was a timepiece applicable of a radio announcer or, you know, some, some old timey voice and really been something outside of himself and sold that a lot more. I thought he, I think that was an opportunity for him to have fun and the fans would have had fun seeing him do something a little bit outside of the box in a Matt Hardy universe version of himself in the black and white, but didn't And that to me as a director, I, and I know he's got a lot on his plate, so he might just be getting thrown into things, but that, that was a big missed opportunity that would have helped quantify that uh, silver star, uh universe that tony storm is doing a, a damn good job building uh we've had some hiccups along the way it's one of my favorite things in wrestling right now um but we're still leaving <laughs> not just crumbs we're leaving meat on the table and that's meat cost money like let's get max value out of this shit make sure there's no holes in our stuff or how do we punch it up or reshoot it or just have fun together doing that stuff man you know so so she goes, oh, way she goes, boys, way she goes. EC3 issues a statement regarding the report that people are becoming frustrated with Billy Corgan's leadership of the NWA. Wow. This week, Tricky Nick Hausman of uh, House of Wrestling reported that the talent within NWA have expressed frustration with Billy Corgan's current leadership. Prior to the news of uh, the NXT moving to CW, there were rumors of CW picking up NWA brand. However, the cocaine skit, now infamous with Father James Mitchell, uh, potentially created a negative impact when it comes to NWA's chances of securing the deal. Um, here's what uh, 
Hausman wrote about the frustration. He says, we heard from multiple people who said they do not know what will happen with their booking at NWA tapings until the day of the show, sometimes as close to an hour before filming. One source we spoke with was empathetic to Corgan's struggle to balance his music and pro wrestling careers, but they are hopefully, but but they are hopeful. He puts a team of creative people around him to help filter his ideas. Um, EC3 issued a following statement. He says, uh, this has never been communicated to me via talent or otherwise, and I communicate uh, with all. A truly professional wrestler should be prepared for anything at any time. They should often be able to perform based on whatever the opportunity is provided. Plans in advance often change. There isn't one wrestling company. This isn't the case where, hey, I was thinking the same thing, bro, while I was reading the first part of people like, I don't know what I'm doing next week. I hear this even on the lowest level of indies. And guy, it's good that guys want to fucking ha- have their business so they can think about it. But you can't be married to anything. Cards subject to change. I don't care if somebody's got a flat tire, somebody passes away, somebody fucking uh, doesn't show up for the show or, or cancels uh, and turns in the belt last minute. And the year booking you've been working on goes out the window. Or it could just be some little thing. A true, true pro will have a couple ideas in their head or a couple tricks up their sleeve that they've used before if they need them that are tried and tested and true. And you can slot anybody in there to get it over. And why be married to anything? If you truly want to be in the moment, then you can't be like, well, here's our complete game plan, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. No, I want to get from A to G, (laughs) A to Z, but I might not take that straight road to it. You know what I mean? And we might not need all of that. And I might go from being a featured player to a minor featured player or vice versa. I've had the same thing happen where I'm not the feature. Something happens with the main and now I get bumped up to that spot because my business means something. But I'm not going to be like, well, I'm not doing that because I was doing this. No, you got to be flexible and fluid. And that's why EC3 is truly an OVW Rip Rogers guy. Be overprepared for the opportunity. Chris Silvio, too. I know he preaches that same shit to bulletproof Blake Troop, and he is, too. So that's why Team Death Proof Dojo is a finishing school. And Damian Adams, who's training a bunch of people, men and women, is the same way when I watch his stuff. There's a core of us that are OVW, Rip Rogers guys that are out there applying that craft the same way. And some people you're going to work with don't have that same training, work ethic, or mentors that that put that in them. And they're used to being like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, and this is political. Like, if, if that's how you're going to be in this business, you're going to have a tough time. You're going to have a hard time, right? Uh, and I tell my students that same shit. I went through this whole conversation. So whether it's an NWA or anywhere, wrestling is wrestling is wrestling. Uh, imagine being a WWE. How many times Vince says, get me the Shredomatic 6,000. And whoop, there goes the raw fucking script at four in the afternoon. See ya. Oh, we're going live in four hours. Okay. Okay. Uh, While sometimes knowing in advance can be beneficial, perhaps in envisioning long-form character arc and story told, a lot of the best moments and actions come from capable talent are put on the spot and trust their skills and intuitions in the moment. Holy shit. It's almost like uh, we're pros, EC3. 
the day of the show proves ample time if ample uh, provides ample time if talent requires a verbatim script, a promo, or a put together match. Neither should take long, especially if when a talent is confident in character, work, and ability. Personally, I prefer to have direction, then allowed to open canvas to create how I achieve that direction. I know who I am and where I want to go. I think others should trust themselves to do the same. It's how good stories are told. Um, bravo, dude. Uh, you know, absolutely, absolutely uh, spot on. Um, this goes on and on. You can, and I'm sure it's all pretty much spot on of everything we've talked about here, man, of, of what I see. But um, what does perplex me is Billy Corgan's been in this fucking entertainment game for 30 years. And he's been in this wrestling game now probably about eight years, close to it, between Impact and and, uh, and NWA and Resistance Pro, maybe even longer, maybe closer to 10. Um, and he's done it the right way uh, to like get his feet wet and, and test the waters and use, um, you know, his name to help promote and, and make a little spotlight on what he's doing in the wrestling biz. But now you hear these words, like the, these rumors of he's just playing political games to play them. You're like, uh, the wrestling booker like power struggle might have a hold of them. And I've seen this too. And you're like, man, that sucks because now we're just wasting time and effort on testing guys and testing loyalty and things along those lines, or who's going to bitch if I switch something on them last minute, like some, that this is some old school Anderson, Ole Anderson shit, <laughs> you know, and you know, I'm sure it happened in NWA when he booked it there too. But um, I just don't think that makes for the best show because now everybody's dissenting and you're dissenting against the guy who's fucking paying your check and now you're playing political games or staying small and you're worried about saying anything because now you think that might come back on you. That just breeds a bad climate in the locker room. And maybe this is just the dirt sheet saying a bunch of shit and they don't even really know, you know what I mean? Everything might be fine. But for EC3 to have to put that over things might not be so fine, you know? Um, and then with the cocaine thing and Billy takes the heat for that as he should, whether it was his idea or not, he's the one whose name's on the, you know, on the check. So fucking he steps up to do it. And then CW network, that could have been their out card. And WWE was just waiting to see who was hungry for a little wrestling and swoops in and offers a bigger product with a huge promotional machine behind it. And you can just blame it on a cocaine scene when there's tons of drug scenes on every show. And Jeff Jarrett just talked about this too, how wrestling, you know, gets judged differently. And I don't understand why we put up with that. You know, like we should, we should use that as our out to do heavier stuff, heavier level work. I don't care if it's a live show and little kids are there or not. Like, no like the, the what he said is is billy corgan gonna turn away family because we're there's little kids and we're gonna we want to do a cocaine spot probably not because he wants ticket sales i say to myself if you want to do high level sopranos work then that's up to you on what you want your kids to be fucking watching that's up to the parents i'm not going to curb my show to the lowest level if i want to do something that's a little more outside of the box and and controversial you know, 
um as long as they're not really just up there on the table doing ripping rails of coke on tv (laughs) i'd hope that it was fucking uh some stage thing but but who knows maybe it's not um but yeah man uh they could easily use that as an excuse to cut ties with billy and you can't give him any reason to rock the boat unfortunately while it's going down and if he's going on a world tour that's mega millions of dollars they i think them and green day smashing pumpkins and green day are going on world tour that's huge 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 arenas to book and every other goddamn thing meanwhile you're trying to keep your wrestling company afloat which is probably also a 60 hour 80 hour a week job so you need consultants and creatives. He's got some over there. I know he's got Silvio. I know he's got um, Simon Diamond, you know, uh, smart, capable guys. But uh, do you need more, uh, Billy Boy? Uh, you know where to find us. But once I saw that the cocaine spot was the was the controversy that may have cost him, even though I don't think if that was it, to be honest with you, I think that's being used as an excuse, uh, just dealing with networks um is that blaze and i our chance after the so many of you uh were hitting up nwa and you know it's not uh, like i'm saying go out there and get it done but they know they know what the fucking deal is and matt schaffer was great and calling for that i appreciate his support and blaze and i want to be successful everywhere we can and with everything that's popped off in israel and palestine there's no better time right now for us to come in as heels and get heat we don't even have to cut that hardcore promo but once you lose one thing you're not going to rock the boat again to go out on a limb and say here's a chance that i'm really taking in the face of cancel culture but hmm. so when i see other things happen like uh knowing how controversial my shit is compared to that they're just not going to do it. And so you're just like, ah, well, there goes that door closing. And those are always tough little things, the tough, jagged little pills to swallow, you know, uh, of, of what it is. And, and, uh, and just to show that there's no hard feelings, big shout out to my man, Aaron Ben Shlomo over there in Israel right now, man. Uh, keep your head down brother. And, uh, hopefully, uh, peace, uh, comes over to that region soon, man. But, uh, then when I see that kind of shit, uh, I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> cancel culture before they even cancel them there's no way they're gonna fucking uh they're ever gonna put their neck out for us on that one but we'll see we will see uh speaking about sticking your neck out how peacock reportedly feels about the international saudi wwe ple's airing earlier in the day uh protect your neck kid um Meltzer says that uh the thing is a different pay-per-view concept now peacock only cares about the 24-hour viewership they don't care about the live viewership so their feeling is whenever they run it they can make money that's why they have no problem running morning pay-per-views in australia and saudi uh they have far less viewers live but they've done it and they know that fans will watch later so that's a completely different ball game yeah we're talking about um a far different universe in houses using the internet and houses using tv and who's watching things live i kind of like that the saudi things are on in the morning or afternoon like i wish they would go at like 10 in the morning till two in the afternoon that'd be a cooler thing to have wrestling on like it's saturday superstars again but it's a huge event you know granted in the summertime and stuff people are out their kids at t-ball or soccer practice and shit like that but 
here in the wintertime, it's nice to have a Saturday morning, like, oh, it's just on and I don't have to stay up till midnight to like, screw this. I'm going to bed. I'll catch the finish in the mornings. Like the, the way people view now their media, you know, uh, is completely different uh, way of consumption than what it was before in those metrics. Um, so I can see them wanting to push the cock more by push the cock deuce, um, by kind of doing off time ones like that, because now people aren't just tuning in NBC. You want them to subscribe. You need them to subscribe. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Um, and to have it at off peak hours like that, that makes them fire up the app and watch it. So it does have value almost in promoting your subscription service as opposed to tune it. That's this time it's TGI Friday must see TV. Like there's no such thing as must see TV. Now it's I'll watch it when the fuck I want to watch it. And to be honest with you, don't even keep it from me because I, sometimes I want to sit down and watch nine episodes. Bang, 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 bang all in a row because I got other shit to do in my life. But today is my day to watch all of the new Yellowstone. So don't give me one every other week, like release six at a time and then another six. And that's how we'll, we'll do it. So it's interesting how, and this is why they call it this based off of MK ultra Nazi eugenic programming uh, as TV programming. Can you get people on a schedule to tune in and be there and we, we love watching and having them stare at our screen. So what can we put up there while they're so enthralled with our creative show that we can sell and market to them? That's what the whole industry is based on, right? So now we have to come up with a unique way to do product insertion inside of the Peacock uh, streaming brand. Like that's just a different area to overcome. Deuce, get me product insertion inside the cock, will you? Thanks. Uh, take notes. Uh, speaking of product insertion inside the cock, Matt Riddle teases the opening of an OnlyFans account while posing almost completely naked. He said, my 90 days are almost up and my, I'm weighing my options. Hashtag OnlyFans, hashtag bro, hashtag deuce stallion, hashtag WAP, hashtag WAB, hashtag abs, hashtag speedo, hashtag thirsty Thursday, hashtag thirsty hashtag fansly uh and he's got a banana hammock on and uh and he's jacked uh with a smug face um yeah uh you know he's his baby mama's in the porn industry now right and i we talked on light the fuse yesterday msg and i that uh rvd and uh and matt riddle are set to have a match at big time wrestling i think that's a, a Huge get for those guys uh, right there, big time, uh, to fantasy book that out of the gate. Um, but Matt Riddle seems like, uh, aside from other addictions, I can't, you know, front on him for the green or whatever. Uh, absolutely uh, good brother when it comes to the 420. But, uh, man, uh, the, the sex addiction stuff seems to be part of what has cost him his marriage and uh, maybe his job as well. And now – you, when you roll in the circles of that Vegas porn style stuff, you're dealing with some, I'm sure some good people, but probably a lot of shady characters, man, who reinforce self-destructive behaviors. And, uh, and here's the thing with only fans, like 
maybe you're fine with it. Maybe, may, hey, I'm not judging uh, if he is down with guys and girls or whatever, but it ain't going to be just like you might have 10% girls sign up for that. You're going to have 90% dudes jacking off to your pictures. So that means now you're like, yeah, I'm just going to do gay porn because there's a ton of money in it. That's what we're really talking about, right? So to go from WWE to being inebriated in the airport, getting released, claiming that there was, uh, you know, sexual assault against them, the stuff with his girlfriend and baby mama back and forth with his wife and a bunch of texts and helicopter swinging his dick around. It's just like, man, I hope brother isn't on a, a path of, um, you know, to a really bad, dark place. And if not the grave, because that shit seems to be all around you when you, when you're doing that. But then uh, sometimes there's people who can walk through a hail of bullets like that and come out unscathed too. But uh, I'd rather not try it. You know what I mean? I hope uh, he's all right. I hope he's healthy and I hope he's going to be in a, in a sober enough place when his new kid gets here that it's got not going to be a cut and run scenario. And we're making money by jacking off for, random gay dudes on OnlyFans. like to each their own there's three types of people in this business right <laughs> i said it plenty of times said it plenty of times y'all uh, so y'all uh, man uh cold-blooded says horseshoe genetics and riddle og synergy you're not wrong man um i'm it's not necessarily a horseshoe genetics thing but i do have another project that i am working on now that I'm getting a little more involved in the cannabis and I would like to have Matt Riddle uh, possibly do something with that, but <laughs> it's tough for me to go to him to pitch something and then be like, I'm a little concerned of, you know, if I'm going to present this way and possibly do a business deal, with somebody whose behavior is, you know, self-destructive. That's, that's tough in business. Is there value in that? Sure. There's plenty of uh, people who have addiction issues or self-destructive that make fuck ton of money because people like to see the freak show. There's no doubt about it. Right. Um, but you just have to figure out a way to work with that and leverage it, but make sure all your ducks are in a row before you just go pitching something. <laughs> but I'm excited for that in the future to use wrestling connections inside the cannabis to do, you know, hopefully promotional deals, man, definitely with Rob and uh, who knows down the road uh, where we can go with that. Um, excited about it though. Uh, the undertaker, you might've heard of him. He takes back what he said about wrestling business becoming soft. He said uh, during Joe Rogan's podcast in 2020, he made the following comments. He says, it's tough right now for me because the product has changed so much. It's kind of soft. I'll probably piss a lot of people off. They need to hear it to the young guys. Oh, he's bitter, old guy. I'm not bitter. I did my time. I walked away. I just think the product's a little soft. There are guys here and there who want to have an edge to them, but they're too much pretty and not enough edge. Um while speaking uh, uh, his Six Feet Under podcast on Patreon, he commented the state of wrestling. He says, it's amazing now all the protocols that are in place. We're treated today like NFL players, NBA players, Major League Baseball players. There's a list of protocols you have to clear once you get injured before you get back in the ring. Back in the day, we didn't have trainers that traveled with us. Somebody had a roll of white athletic tape. That was the trainer because he had something that you could possibly use. 
Nowadays, we have two or three trainers that travel. We have doctors that have concussion protocols. I'll be honest, uh, for me, it was hard to accept that at first because it was like, oh, man, everything's getting soft now. I appreciated the badge of honor, as silly as that sounds. It was hard for me to accept that, man, our business is getting soft. It wasn't getting soft. It was getting smarter. I'm glad that I was part of a generation that led into that because today you see the referee and they throw the X up and you know something bad's happened. You're not going to get a bunch of blood in the ring if someone's concussed or injured to a point. The match is going to be stopped. An athlete is going to be treated the way they needed to be treated. And even with all that going on, the wear and tear and risk of injury is still crazy. Um, yeah, man. Uh interesting <laughs> there's a difference between things are soft and getting better and he's on his you know tour with vince and endeavor and wanting to get his one-man shows and preaching over so he's gonna try and probably stay on that message of positivity i'm with it but i was more with him when he said this business is getting soft um you know whether it's a guy bitching about CM Punk in public of don't, he's not welcome back here. Let's make fucking money. I don't give a fuck about being your friend. Let's controversy, controversy. Let's make the best TV possible. And when you got a guy dressed in platform shoes and bedazzled fucking snow goggles and an evening gown, and I'm supposed to try and cheer and live vicariously through this guy, it ain't happening. It's, it's not connecting anymore. Now it's just a, a bad high school play with we got into the prop closet and look at the funny outfit I can make. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And he fights through major back injuries when he should be laying down and doing business. And in Taker's era, guys would have laid down or they never even would have put over that there's a back injury. Because the second they did, that means that's why they were going to lose. Now we put it over and we have them win strong and don't sell it at all. That's the softness of this business that I'm talking about. And the other part is, and I'm not trying to shit on young kids who are following their dreams because I'm the old man in the locker room now. But like when I go and work Canada, that's a locker room full of fucking men. And that's just how the promoter books it, you know, but that's what's available and rest in peace, Rob rage once again, but you look over and there's Congo Kong, Rob rage, me, Tyler Turva, you know, like these are all <laughs> the heavyweights. Right. And even Diener, who's a smaller guy is a Jack son of a bitch who, who can beat your ass. Like that's a locker room. And then I go and work other places and there's kids there that are, 19 20 years old and they look like they and and i know they've never been in a real fight in their life never have they never even in middle school since middle school they they're more about telling you their pronouns and fucking making sure everything uh you know is is about the the reference they saw from botcha mania and shit like that and it's just a completely different vibe and that's where the softness is and like i said uh, you know, <laughs> that they can follow their dreams, but you're not going to go in and be able to hang in a locker room full of full grown men with that shit. And that's just maybe the difference in the generation X to the millennial culture, uh, separated, you know, Pokemon video game lifestyle that they lead, you know, and I'm not here to, tear it down but there is a difference there is a difference in work ethic and battling through and when it comes down to it and someone goes oh it's world war three world war four who do you want in the fucking 
foxhole next to you, believe me, it ain't fucking Pikachu. <laughs> uh, Hooper's in the house. Uh, I wish that was my brother, Hoop, uh, Hoop Dola the Butcher. Says, How's Big Sal doing? Big Sal a lot, man. Uh, just catching up with him in the uh, horseman chat. He got hot over some woke shit today, but uh, I do need to call him. I miss him. I love him. And, uh, it, you know, always brings a smile to my face. So we'll try and uh, get a big sale update. I'm hoping to see Stevie as I'm going to Florida uh, this weekend. And uh, maybe we can get together and, and take a good brother picture. But uh, I do miss Sal and I'll let him know you were asking about him, Hooper. And, uh, you know, there's only one big Sally, man. That's for sure, dude. What a what an awesome, awesome personality. Uh artist and and comedian i mean funny as uh, <laughs> doesn't even begin to describe it how that guy can make me laugh uh lenny lilac i scare him well i mean uh if you're scared locker room ain't the place for you pal <laughs> uh and todd brantley i appreciate it guys like deaner congo kong and myself are a dying breed am i dying you know something that i don't about myself here what are you what are you gonna do man uh Holy shit. That scared me with that one, pal. Am I dying, Deuce? I'm, I am? Okay. All right. Uh, well, that's it. Well, before I check out, now I got a couple more here. Um, speaking of CW Network, CW, um, President Tony Khan reportedly declined talks with CW about a potential Ring of Honor deal. Uh, Tricky Nick Hausman uh, says that... Uh, from what we understand, Khan did not pursue talks with the C-Dub as he was refused to seriously entertain new deals for ROH until AEW TV rights are in play, which will be in 2024. Khan feels that by waiting, he'll have more options and leverage in the marketplace. Interesting. Interesting. It was noted that uh, Tricky Nick, uh, the, that Khan was that Khan found the CW executive to be very pleasant and is someone he enjoyed visiting with, but it was just not the right time to make a deal. Well, I mean, yeah, Khan's got enough money. He don't need to rush anything. Here's what I was going to say though. If CW is a top 20 network and Warner brothers is on the decline, even after they already sold out uh, to Warner brothers discovery, right? Then there's talk that in two years that I saw in the trade magazines, speculation that warner brothers discovery will then be bought by nbc making four conglomerate mass news sources mass media companies instead of five so if khan's on there and he's got it and he's smart to go well i'm gonna wait till 2024 and shop the whole package right before warner brothers discovery may come up for sale that's a good asset to have to put forward right with the with the whole look However, I was thinking to myself, man, does Khan have the money to buy the CW network and then buy it after WWE signs the rights to it? And then Khan owns NXT rights or has the rights to it, even though Vince and those guys will be getting money from Tony Khan. If you are want to go from a level of I'm competing with you to <laughs> I'm on top, like... Now you could take that if you wanted to, you wouldn't want to do this because you want to get max value unless you're a real petty motherfucker, but stranger things have happened. You put NXT on it fucking from 120 to 220 in the morning, right? And you bury them and you bring all your shit over and change CW to channel wrestling. And then you got ROH, you could put NWA back on there. 
and you have NXT and you have all the AEW product on one network, the CW, right? And then Raw and SmackDown can go where they want to go. But Tony Khan is now working with Endeavor and possibly Triple H or whoever, Nick Khan. Tony Khan and Nick Khan get it done while Vince gets pushed out. That's an interesting, interesting power play. And maybe he's waiting to see how those things work out because maybe he knows that wrestling is a lemon to sell, that you have to sell the rights high, but chances are you're not going to deliver on the numbers. And can he get the CW at an interesting price? That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy, right? So channel wrestling, what do you guys think about that? I don't know, but uh, apparently Khan's playing it close to the vest and uh, he's not, he's not interested in putting ROH up right now. Weird. Um, but uh, in follow up that Vince McMahon listed as a risk fact, deuce, I'm a risk factor. Get me risk factor. We're going to play risk later tonight with the CC brothers too, pal. Get the board set up. Uh, the risk factor section, the new SEC filing from TKO. Um, let's see. TKO with encompasses uh, WWE and UFC announces its third quarter financial results. And Vince McMahon was listed as the risk factor section, uh, under the following section stated, by the way, the risk factor is an awesome new moniker for Vince. Call me the risk factor. <laughs> Uh, the special committee of independent members of WWE's board of directors investigation of the allegations of misconduct by Mr. McMahon and any further allegations and investigations may have an adverse financial and operational impact on our business and performance. Uh, this goes on and on to talk about it. Uh, the 7.4 million in expenses and da da da, but pretty much, um, Mr. McMahon's membership on our board could have adverse financial and operational impacts on our business. Mr. McMahon's membership on our board could expose us to negative publicity or have adverse uh, impacts. Um, so pretty much saying half off, but to see it in like a big ass legal document, PDF for end of Q4 summary or whatever, Q3 um, to the Securities Exchange Commissions is interesting to push him out. And then Vince yesterday says, it comes out that he's selling 8.4 million shares of his TKO stock, Class A. Um, I did the math real quick, and it comes out to just about, well, now they're down to $77 a share this morning, but I had done it as uh, $80 for 8.4 million, which comes out to roughly $705 million in cash liquidity. Interesting. What do you need $705 million in cash liquidity for? I'm buying the XFL. Third time's a charm. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. So um da, 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 da. that that's uh that so I, I agree completely with the chat right here. For elections, pal, is this $705 million that he's cashing in right now the billion dollars that is needed or $2 billion to win the election? Trump puts up a billion. He puts up a billion. Somebody else, you know, is, is that what this money is for? When I did the math out, I go, this isn't them pushing him out. So how much stock does he really have? If they say he's worth, what what do they sell, $9.3 Okay, how much of that is Vince's? 
as opposed to public stock, I think, I think it was 80%. So this, this is an interesting moves right here just to free up some cash really isn't anything close. Uh, I hate to say it like a hundred billion is or 700 million is one ninth, not even one ninth of what he might have there. So that this isn't the push out move. This is a strange, why do we need this liquidity? And the, the biggest thing I can think of is the back Trump. So, uh, $6 billion, Lenny, that's all he has. Never mind then. He's on welfare. Uh, <laughs> but, like, you know, so that is pretty close to one-sixth or, like, one-eighth of his, uh, you know, total total value. And at, at this age, what the fuck does he care? Declan doesn't need it all. Um, and where is that money going? That's where GGP would say, follow the money, right? It's all about the money. Ah um man these stories are super long and it's all stock stuff you guys can go to nodq.com um but brandon thurston said this man is selling 8.4 million shares of tko this is about 30 percent of his roughly 28 million shares okay so 28 million um that he holds in the company Ari Emanuel and mark shapiro have indicated an interest in buying 1 million and 1.85 million worth of shares respectively interesting so maybe this is to not do that and it's to gain percentage control for voting because here's the other behind the scenes stooge report i have that with everything that's going on a kingdom of saudi arabia and the story before this the week before was dana white like vince mcmahon kicked my ass in business and then vince mcmahon got us the saudi deal for ufc he's the man and now this week it's Vince McMahon is a liability and Vince McMahon is cashing in. Johnny public says that it's almost going to be a lock in the next two years that UFC sells out to the fucking kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And you see fighters make big, big money going up, going forward. Right. And hush money, <laughs> get me blood money and all behind the scenes, payoffs, kickbacks, this shit's been going on since Barnum and Bailey and prize fighters in the 1800s, right? Like dock fights. So, um, this is, this is interesting on a very, very high level of what is the scam, Sam? And why do they need to buy back that amount of stock so they can then take the company private and then sell that to the Saudis for the uh, an astronomical price and everybody doubles up. You thought I had 6 million. Now I got 12 billion or 6 billion. Now I got 12 billion, you know, I, I can see it happening. Um, and what do you do? I mean, how'd you like to just see $705 million million just sitting there to lay on? I mean, Scrooge McDuck and myself. Um, but that's very interesting, man. And our final story of the day, and, uh, you know, Stevie's been doing such great work at Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis Channel, and I just saw some great clips of Cafe uh, Day Renee uh, with uh, those guys, and Maven was on with them and talking about, uh, you know, honestly. And that's uh, – he called me the other day after I sent him just a quick – screenshot of a cornet tweet because this shit is is not out of control but like it is out of control in a lot of ways on on, on all sides but uh cornet tweets at uh kane uh well kane tweeted 94 percent of public mass shootings in the u.s occur in gun-free zones 
Cornette gets set off and goes, and 100% of them are the fault of gutless elected officials like you who pandered to right-wing hillbillies instead of acknowledging the insanity of our gun laws and doing something severely restricting the access to them. So fuck off with your MAGA horseshit, Glenn. Hashtag fuck the NRA. Hashtag fuck you, bro. Um, you're way out of pocket constantly. Are You, you got guns. Are you going to give them up, Corny? Are you giving up your guns? I don't think you are, you fucking hypocrite. Are you the one who fucking tried to threaten to have Russo shot in Indiana, but you're worrying you're the one out here stumping for fucking, oh, it's gun safety and all this shit, and it's you assholes and you hillbillies. There's no more fucking Kentucky Fried bullshit than your fan base talking about hillbillies. So this fucking talk out of both sides of your mouth to try and slam Glenn and the fact that he's a, more than a made guy hall of famer. And so are you, but you're going to sell for this shit over and over and over again, like your woke left culture and that you got no skeletons in your closet to get canceled when it comes to fucking all the sexual perversion and all the fucking weirdo shit you guys are into, but you act like you can fly under the fucking radar and say whatever you want. And what are you doing to really serve the community? Glenn Jacobs ran for fucking mayor. And the people who support him are the people in his community that he doesn't bend over backwards or bend over and take it up the ass while fucking sin watches. And you fucking don't do anything. You don't serve any anybody. You just Twitter thumbs it out. And if somebody comes back with any logical explanation, you block them like a little bitch. You act like you're going to slap somebody in the fucking face when you got the upper hand you do. But when they come and confront you, you fucking buckle. So all of this shit where it's the anti-gun, this, that, and every other goddamn thing, uh, to, just to try and get some, 2020 fucking woke culture bullshit across when you want when you don't want to admit oh who's the ones doing the guns go look at the fucking nashville uh trans manifesto it fits pretty much with the exact same socialist bullshit you're trying to push all the time and my real beef isn't even with that it's that one made guy who should fucking hold a high standard is going after another made guy who is just doing what is the American way of standing up for your fucking rights? So if you want to go and give up your shit and lead the way and say, Hey, I don't have any here at, at the house of Cornet, then bravo to you fucking show. Don't tell and be that beacon, but don't sit here and cut people down when you are the, the one who threatens to fucking throw people in the wood chipper the most, just so people can go, Oh, Nobody wants it with Cornette. Ha ha. He flamed them on fucking Twitter and all that shit. These gotcha things that mean nothing, bro. It means absolutely bullshit. So just another bad call from somebody. And like I said, I'm kind of done with putting over people who have a lackluster moral compass. And because they got farther than I did or whatever, in the eyes of some fucking wrestling fans, like there's something I'm fucking not. I can do everything he can do. He can't do hardly anything that I can do outside of pro wrestling. That's the difference between the chop wood, carry water mentality that I'm fucking made of versus the hot air balloon talking some fucking bullshit that doesn't walk it and talk it the same fucking way. And this is proof positive of that. And Glenn Jacobs is the other. He's exactly how the fucking cut from the cloth 
I am on that shit. And so Stevie Richards. So to, to keep trying to do these inflammatory things where you got your fucking hair on fire and you think you can fucking get away with it because your little cult of cornet's going to back you, they can suck two dicks too while she watches, you know, <laughs> like that. There's, there's nothing in that statement to me that, that proves of like, got him. It, it's everything that's wrong with how you should be, running your spot in this wrestling mafia and supporting each other, dude. So get fucked twice. Like I said, I don't care if it's flair wanting to die in the ring, Hogan lies or whatever the fuck it is. Or Matt Riddle getting naked. We can do business all fucking day long to build brands and do whatever, but to think you're going to have some moral authority while you're doing, while you're saying one thing and doing the exact opposite those days are gone with this guy <laughs> 46 years old. I give no fucks about impressing some septuagenarians who are out of touch with reality at every fucking turn and think it's cute to say things like on the Twitter machine, get fucked. You're out of here. <laughs> You've already lost. <laughs> don't have any, don't have any time for, for what the fuck you're trying to sell here, bro. So y'all, uh, man, uh, <laughs> but Stevie called me hot about that. And, uh, I figure why not? I'll go in on it. I don't give a shit. I own the platform. He ain't going to do shit to me. <laughs> so, uh, absolutely. And I've texted him before on things I was disappointed on. And even the fact of not, you know, and shout out to King B. I, I love King B for the character he is. That's another thing. It just shows the lack of, of who you are to, walk away from a friendship of 50 years like you're just not you're not made of the stuff the real men are <laughs> you're not mama cornette did a fucking bad job <laughs> at the end of the day in my in my opinion so y'all uh, infidels it's hacker huh? i mean you want to go out hot on the bang bang you know where to find me kid uh i'm not the last one i'm the first one through the fucking door leading the charge here channelattitude.com hameen media group get your guns in the air buck buck like you just don't care if you're not caucasian uh then leave mark henry was